Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Grand Slam could rest on it. There it is. Is that the Grand Slam moment? The kick that brings the weight to an end. As England go into that scrum, thoughts, of course, with Dylan Hartley. Their absent skipper stretch it off. We wish him well. Not on the field. To see this. But his teammates are. And England celebrate. On his behalf. On their behalf. And for their new coach, too. And their loyal supporters. And that new coach is about to join us, one of the greatest in rugby history, a legendary work ethic. He's coached on four continents over three decades, helped South Africa to a Rugby World Cup. He twice, twice reached World Cup finals with the Wallabies and then, of course, in 2019. And I reckon that All Blacks win in the semi-final in 2019 was one of the greatest games I've ever seen. And of course, helped engineer that magic moment for Japan in 2015. Eddie Jones, thanks for giving us your time this morning, mate. Really appreciate it. How are you, boys? All right. I'm very well. I'm very well. So that that CV is is unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> I've been lucky, mate. You know, coaching's <laughs> always about about having good players. You know, if you've got good players, you've got a chance to be successful. And I've had some fantastic players over the years. So yeah, I've been blessed, mate. I I said at the start of the show, and it's a question I've asked Wayne Bennett a few times. When you've been in it so long, mate. How do you change the message? How do you keep it fresh for your players? Uh, well, I think, you know, the, the big change Pat, has been particularly in the, you know, the generation of players coming through. So how you used to operate 10 years ago is it's so different to how you operate now. So I use the analogy that probably 10 years ago I spent 90% of the time at the front of the room and now it's probably 10% of the time that you, you're playing a more guiding, facilitating role now. So the, the role's changed significantly, mate. And, and Eddie, welcome welcome back to Queensland, mate. We, we hope you're enjoying being here. Um, then facilitating from the back of the room, who is at the front of the room these days more often than, than was the case? Well, it's funny, Hills, I reckon, you know, rugby's always been a player's game. And I was thinking about it the other day, you know, with professional rugby, the coach got pushed more to the front. But, you know, it's like a game of cricket, mate. You know that once you got on the field, the players are responsible for the decisions. And rugby's the same. Um, you know, we're encouraging more and more the players to take the lead. And, and the players, it's more difficult for players these days because, you know, if you look at most players now, they don't have any other life but rugby. You know, they go to an academy. Yes. They then go to a professional team. They never study. They never meet anyone outside a small circle. So we're working really hard to develop the leadership skills of our players. And you're excellent at that, maintaining networks across the world. As Paddy said, you've you've helped South Africa at times to, to success and you've been in Japan and your networks are incredible. Um, for, a, for a little hooker who played way above your weight, um, when, when do you reckon uh, coaching hooked you? Well... Uh, <laughs> It was one of those moments, mate, you know, we've all, all experienced it. I was a New South Wales hooker 
and uh, obviously first grade hooker for my club, Randwick, and, and our old club coach, Bob DeWile, was the Australian coach. Yes. He Phil Kern from reserve grade ahead of me. And so I ended up playing the, the second part of the season in, in second grade and, and uh, you know, obviously had a fair bit to say. So the coach said, well, you might as well coach him. So I ended up, <laughs> you know, uh, basically coaching the team and, and we won the comp and I thought, oh, I might have a go at this when I finished playing, which wasn't too far down the track. <laughs> and you've been having a go ever since, eh? Like, have you just taken opportunities as they've uh, ar- arisen, or have you had a, a real desire to get around the world like you have? No, I, was, I had lunch with Justin Langer on uh, last week, and you know, when you lose the the national job, the job that you know the country you love. You think, you know, this is the end of the road. Yeah. And I was lucky enough then to get offered opportunities elsewhere. And I thought, why not? You know, I love the game. I love I love being with Slow, so I might as well take him. You know, I ended up going to South Africa and then it went from Japan to England and, and who knows what's next, mate. Yeah, no, fantastic. You're the perfect man to talk to JL as well. How did how did you find he was travelling? Oh, look, mate, you know, I think he's doing it a bit tough, mate, and, and you can understand why. He did a great job for Australia and, and for whatever reasons, um, you know, didn't didn't continue. But, you know, as, as you know better than anyone, he's a, he's a fantastic man. I'm sure that, you know, he'll give value in whatever he chooses to do going down the track. Yeah, your exit from here too, you know, obviously left a stain. I mean, are you over that or do you just, you know, that was part of life? Yeah, no. Well, when you when you get a divorce, mate, uh, yeah, you got to move on. If you keep carrying around baggage from the old marriage, it's, you're not going to have a very good life. So it took a while, mate. It took a couple of years, uh, definitely, and then and then uh, you know started to rethink. And, and I think you know initially you're always full of uh, hurt, and and you probably don't take much responsibility yourself. And when I look back now, yeah, I could have done a much better job than I was doing, and you know, I understand that, and it was probably the, the right decision at that time. So, Eddie, walking back into Suncorp, uh, do you get the shivers? We, we hope you probably do this week, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, is, is it, does it feel comfortable, mate? Well, I thought I was in Queensland this week, mate. It's been that bloody cold. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't remember it so cold. <laughs> I've only just seen the sun today. Like, I'm looking out over the sun now, and I think, well, we are in Queensland, but... Yeah, Suncorp's one of those great stadiums, and I always, ha- I always remember uh, it was about 2006, I think it was, sitting down with Jake White, who was the Springbok coach, um, and we were talking about the game that night, and I said to him, mate, you know, Suncorp's a fast track, um, be aware, um, and I think the Springboks were beaten by 60, so yeah, we're prepared for a fast game, it's always a great crowd there, everyone's full of forex, and yeah, it's a good atmosphere, so we're looking forward to it, mate. Yeah. I tell you what, and, and you would well know the Wallabies have got a pretty good recent record there too. Yeah, well, I think it's a spiritual home of rugby. You know, it's a, it's it's almost a spiritual home of rugby rugby league and rugby union. I think, yeah, the, the best games are played there. It's got the most fantastic atmosphere, and their good record gives us an opportunity, mate. Because every time we've got a good record. Yeah, you, know, you get closer to, for that record to unfold. It's the law of averages, so 
Yeah, we've got a really young team. We've just got to make sure we get on the front foot early. Right. So the, my next uh, direction was we, we better talk about this team of yours. Uh, success hasn't been as as often since 2019. Um, and what what are, what are your squad going through at the moment? What stage are you at with them? Yeah, we're at that funny stage, mate, where we've had a few older... I've left out a few older players who'd sort of lost a bit of a the fight and desire to work really hard. Brought a few of them back now. And we've got 17 of the 36 have got under 10 caps. So, yeah, we're, we're trying to find the right style of play for this younger team. Yeah, we want to be more aggressive. We want to play a more aggressive style of rugby that suits the younger players. And we're just going through that little bit of a, a forming stage at the moment. So we, we, uh, we need to play well on Saturday, mate. And I think we will. Hey, there was a bit of niggle there in Perth the other night, which we expect between oh. England and Australia. Yeah, no, it's always good, mate, isn't it? There's no, there's no better <laughs> sporting contest, is there? You know, you look at the cricket and, and rugby league and, and rugby union, there's always a bit there between the two countries. Hey, one of our regular listeners, uh, Grant, has been on the line. He said, can you please ask Eddie, does he feel the game today is over-refereed? In general, is the ball kept in play long enough in international rugby? Well, I think Grant, Grant knows. Like the, the problem with rugby is we've tried to make it a perfect game through the advent of the TMO, and now you know every decision's looked at. And rugby's a game of contest. And if you remember, you know old rugby league. Remember rugby league used to contest to play the ball. George Biggins always used to rake yep. the ball. <laughs> used to have contestable scrums. Used to be able to strip the ball. And the referee became a central figure. Um, and what they did was simplify the contest, um, and rugby league's become such a fantastic game. And I think in rugby, we've got to accept that we want a contest game because that's the difference between rugby league and rugby union. We want a contest game, and the referee's going to get some things wrong, um, and we need to accept that. Um, and, but we need to get the ball in play more. We need to have more pace in the game. We need to have fatigue in the game. So, Eddie, do you envisage, you know, the mall coming back, for example, players being on their feet more often than they are these days where the defensive team can just put one man on the ball? Yeah, look, that's that's one way. But, again, you know, defences are so good now, mate, at stopping the mall. Um, yep. I, I think the game, the game will eventuate that we'll go to a smaller squad. We'll have maybe 20 players, uh, 15 on the field and five reserves. Um, if they reduce the impact of the TMO and the referee we use a shot uh, like a, a shot clock to set, set the, the scrums, I think we can get a much faster game. Once we get a faster game, as you saw, in, you know, I was watching that State of Origin in Perth in the second half, like Queensland were out on their feet when they had the sin bin. Yes. They, and, the, you know, the first half was, you know, you know old-fashioned five hit-ups and, and kick for the corner, whereas the second half, yeah, you know, the little guys got in the game and they started making breaks and it was a, a good exhibition of, of rugby league. And I think that'll that'll eventually be the pattern of rugby. It's just how, how long it takes us to get there. Mm. The great Eddie Jones on the line today. One from Murray. Knowing your love of other codes, have you ever been sounded out for a rugby league job or would you even consider it post your rugby stints? Uh, there's been a, a few sort of... Uh, would you be interested? But always the timing was wrong. Yeah. Mate, I don't know enough about the game. I'd, I'd love to do it, but uh, 
you know, I'd love to coach South, mate. That's the you know, team I used to watch yeah. in the age of five. <laughs> But I don't, I don't think that's going to happen, mate. <laughs> yeah. Hey, just quickly, one personally, one for me. I know this kid is only just out of school, but this Henry Arundel. Oh boy, well, can't he play? Are we going to see more of him, or are you going to just yeah. going to nurture him? We're going to, we're going to hold him back a bit, mate. He's, he hasn't even started for his club. You know, that's yeah. how young he is. Um, he's, uh, he's got a bit of. I'm not saying he's campy, but he's got a bit of that. He doesn't know what he's doing. Like training the other day, <laughs> they kicked the ball down in right, and we got this hook and Luke and Dickie's mad as a cup snake. He yells out, "Just score the try, Henry!" Like he's he's got this. People are, are scared, scared of of what he can do. He's um, unbelievably quick and powerful, and and reads the game pretty well. So by the World Cup, mate, he's going to be something special for us. Just wind him up and let him go. <laughs> Exactly. Now, you, off know, the back fence. you know all that speed of play and everything in rugby, and it's great news that we, you can envisage that coming into the game for especially provincial rugby, but test rugby, it doesn't matter, does it? This is going to be one hell of a clash this weekend. Yeah, no, it will be, mate. Obviously, the series is on the line. Um, Australia's uh, developing nicely. We've got a good group of players, very good coach. Um, you know, it's taken them three or four years to get to this stage. And we've got to make sure that early on we, we make it uncomfortable for them. Because if you get away at Suncorp, you can get right away from it. Yeah. Hey, Eddie, it's been an absolute joy to have you on. I know you're really, really busy, and we really appreciate your time today. Thanks for chatting to us. No, always good to chat to you, boys. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.